0: Welcome to The Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and this is a program that my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez, and I deliver every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time till about 6.30, live on YouTube and Facebook. And it's a program that is kind of an expansion on the book that we did together that's called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And it allows us, this medium allows us to communicate and get a broader reach and every week have a conversation that includes some of the audience members. And we encourage you to write to us and you can reach me at KenDDV at gmail.com and you can reach Nancy at NSAxtonLopez at CSMPC.com. That's n s a x t o n l o p e z at CSMPC.com. And you can send us your stories. And a lot of what we do on the program is we read your stories and then we we give some feedback on them. We give some comments on them. Or you can send us a topic that you think it might be good for us to focus on. Or you can recommend a guest. And you can even recommend yourself as a guest, as people have sometimes done. <laughs> And uh, if you write to us and you tell us your story, please let us know if it's okay to share the story with our audience. And you can tell us that it's okay to share some of it or all of it or whatever you, you think. And you can also tell us that it's not okay to share it. That's right. And you'd prefer that we didn't do that. And then one or both of us will get back to you with some response to what you share with us. You can support our work in a number of ways and everything that I'm describing right now is in the description that accompanies either the video replay or the audio replay, wherever you may find it. You can support us, as I said, in a number of ways through Venmo or PayPal or a monthly subscription. We appreciate that if you can do it. If it's not within your budget to do that, we certainly understand. We do this program mostly because we wanna be helpful yeah. The program, it's our labor of love. Labor of love yeah. This program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Mass. You can learn more about all the wonderful things that Dakin does by going to their website, which is D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E dot org. And one of the things that they do is they sponsor a cost-free Zoom pet law support group that I facilitate. Once a month. It's usually on the second Tuesday of the month and it runs six PM to seven thirty PM Eastern time. You will find the RSVP link in the description to this episode, the next program, the next meeting will be on September twelfth. And you can dial in from anywhere, anywhere in the world. We have people from all over the place from really from all over the world and all over the country. And please consider subscribing on YouTube. There's a link to the YouTube channel if you're not watching this on YouTube. It helps when you do that to raise the visibility of the program, and it helps other people who may benefit from it find it more readily. So please do that if you find this program useful and you think it might be helpful for other people. Nancy, want to get us started for today?
1: Yes, we have two beautiful little stories, sad stories. Um, and they're both around cats. Um, Ken's going to talk about Amanda and Leon. And I'm going to talk about Tara and Tinkerbell. Um, and Tara's story with Tinkerbell is a little, little hard because it's, it kind of is a, an accident. You know, we sometimes we do have these stories that there is an accident involved. And it, it is complicating, right? And, and a lot of guilt. But we want to thank them, but we're, I'm going to start with, with Tara. Hello. I found your podcast after losing my baby, my kitty Tinkerbell on 7723 after a tragic accident. Our story is below. I'm 36 and Tinkerbell was 18. I got her from a litter of stray kittens when I was 18. I picked her because her eye was infected and I was afraid no one else would care for her or fix it for her if I didn't take her. She was with me through my young and dumb years, through my many trying times, broken relationships, school, stress, etc. My husband, then boyfriend, and I moved in together in 2013 and Tink came with us. We added two pups to our family, one in 2013 and one in 2015. Tink had always been an independent kitty. She only wanted attention on her terms, didn't love to be held, and mainly kept to herself. I was the only person who could pick her up, really. She would frequently come lay on our laps or shoulders at night when we were watching TV for pets, but only her face and neck. And she would often get in bed with us at night and sleep by our sides, at least for a few hours. She had toys she liked and was not an overeater, so when we would go away for a weekend or a long weekend, we would often leave her home with plenty of food, automatic water feeder, and she was always fine. She didn't mind being left alone because, as I said, oh, beautiful, she was generally independent and didn't love a lot of attention. Last week, we went away for a few days for the 4th of July holiday. I shut all of the bedroom doors besides Tink's bedroom. She always has had her own bedroom so she could escape the dogs and play with her toys without being bothered by them. So she could not get into anything while we were gone. She had the run of the whole first floor of the house where there weren't any hazards or places for her to get stuck and all of her toys, food, water, in a clean litter box in her bedroom. We had cleaners come to the house to clean while we were away. I texted them, that the dogs were with us so that they could go in freely to clean. We usually have to make sure our dogs are outside as they get too excited when strangers come to the house. I didn't think to give any instructions about Tink. I got home late, late from our trip late. I got home from our trip late around 11 p.m. a few days after the cleaners had been at the house. Tink would normally meet us when we arrived on the stairs or near the door and she wasn't there. I immediately panicked as she was elderly. I called her and began looking for her. I ran upstairs, checked her room, and didn't see her. I finally heard her cries. I opened up one of the bedroom doors, and out she came, having trouble walking. The cleaners had accidentally shut her in one of the rooms with no food or water for days. She must have snuck in when they were cleaning, and they didn't see her, so they shut the door as it had been. I brought her into her room and let her eat and drink for a few minutes before realizing this was worse than I thought. I scooped her up and brought her to the ER vet. They said they would keep her and give her IV fluids, slowly introduce her back to food and water, and were hopeful she would recover. And then her blood test came back and her kidney levels were super high. She had already been having some kidney issues before this and had been on a renal diet for what we have come to find out was stage 2 kidney disease. But the vet sounded optimistic. She was at the vet for 24 hours and two more rounds of blood work that showed her kidneys were getting worse and no longer functioning. She stopped drinking and had not urinated. On Thursday evening, the vet called and said she was not getting better and that we should consider human euthanasia, humane euthanasia in the next day or so. We went and picked her up, brought her home, and gave her all the love and pets and some tuna. She purred next to us and slept. They said she was not yet in pain, and she seemed to be happy with us on the last night and morning. We attempted to get a mobile vet to come and do the euthanasia at her home, but none were available. So Friday around 10.30 a.m., we took her back to the vet for it. I didn't want her to be more uncomfortable and keep her with us longer for my sake and hope she was not suffering. We gave her more tuna and I held her in my arms and talked to her, said I was sorry and how much I loved her, and then she was gone. I have so much guilt. I should have told the cleaners to check the rooms before shutting the doors to make sure she had not snuck in. She was sneaky and liked to hide. I should have done better for my baby after 18 years. She did not deserve this tragic ending. I know she was not going to be with us forever, and maybe even not for years more, as she was old and beginning to have health issues. But I feel so terrible about the way it ended for her. I hope she was really uh, she really was happy on that last night and morning and knows how much I love her and how sorry I am on Saturday. I begged for her to send me a sign that she would forgive me. I was looking through all of our old pictures to find ones of her as a kitten. Something told me to look in my desk drawer. In the top drawer, a tag was flipped upside down. I put it out, and it was her rabies tag from 2006. I've only had the desk for a few years, so no clue how that old tag got in there, and I don't remember putting it there. I guess I probably did at some point, but I took that as my sign. I've listened to a number of your podcast episodes about these types of situations, and they have helped. Please feel free to send any other advice you have for helping to get through this tremendous sadness and guilt. And also please feel free to share my story as I think that it also will help. And then there, there was beautiful little pictures of Tink, right? So here we are with a situation that how would she know the cleaning people come She had everything put together, you know, for Tink when they were gone. And unfortunately, you know, Tink got into a bedroom and was locked in. And I know how how horrible she feels about that.
0: Well, this is another one of those situations where we, you know, we're just, we're human beings. We forget details sometimes. And she did. She forgot a very small detail and this traumatic thing happened. And we also don't know, you know, we don't know how advanced the kidney disease was to begin with. And she was all knew that the Tinkerbell was already ill. Maybe she wasn't showing it. And I, I think this is a, this is a great story about trying to, you know, just kind of live with and make sense of our human errors and realize yeah. that all we can do is the best we can do. They immediately got her to help. They immediately took her and had her evaluated. They found that she was, was ill yeah. and and they did what they could to make her time remaining as loving and supported yeah. and beautiful as it could be and i i i i really like the way that they handled this yes because they're 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 gentle with themselves about it as well which i think is really crucial in a situation like this of course you know it's
1: it's something that obviously would we would never uh do right except that sometimes these accidents do happen. We've had a lot of those on our podcast, right? Yep. Um, And I know that they loved, both of them loved Tinkerbell. I love that name. Um, (laughs) And I do think that, right, I think probably Tinkerbell was was sicker than they anticipated. Um, But I also like that she got a sign. She asked for forgiveness from Tank, and <laughs> she got a sign, and I love, I love that.
0: Something the way that that works, isn't it? It's really something. <laughs> so I painful. think, and we, and and we all know, she understood it. That animals
1: way. are not our companion animals; aren't they? Don't hold malice. They don't judge. They're not critical. What happened happened, and of course now they have her in their hearts.
0: Right. Yeah. That's right, that's right. So, we will thank uh, Tara very much for this story, and we'll move on to Amanda, right? And her cat Leon, and show here's Leon. Very very stately oh. individual. Here's Leon with a child in the family. Oh,
1: so cute! Here's, what a sweet, sweet. Oh, look at those eyes.
0: <laughs> so let me get to her. Here we go. I am sharing my story in hopes that I will that it will help in that it will help with this journey of sudden pet loss. Maybe it can also help someone else know that they aren't alone. My family adopted a cat, Leon, when he was four years old. Leon was found wandering on the streets in our city and was picked up by a bylaw officer and taken to our city pound. He had a tattoo in his ear, but it wasn't legible, and so Leon was put up for adoption. Before we met our sweet boy, we had very strict criteria of what kind of cat we wanted. We have two kids and felt it was important to have a cat that was calm, relaxed, Affectionate, sweet, and easygoing. That's wanting a lot out of a cat. <laughs> we wanted, That's okay. <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted a once in a lifetime cat and knew that the only way we could find him was if we were led to him. We are a Christian family. And so we told our kids that the Bible says that God loves to give good gifts to his kids and that he wanted to help us make the right choice. So we prayed as a family for several months that God would help us find the absolute perfect cat for us. There were a couple who almost made the cut, but but my husband, not being a pet person, was not sold. So our search continued. When we walked into the city pound eight years ago, we walked into a room full of cats waiting to be adopted, probably seven or eight cats total. Leon was the first and only one to walk over to us and rub his face on my leg. Upon reading his profile, we learned that he was labeled couch potato, full of love and affection. I looked at my husband and said, I think he's the one. But we went home that night and waited until the next morning to go see him again. We wanted to make sure he truly was the right one for us. The next morning, Leon came up to us again and when I picked him up, he hung off my shoulder, so relaxed and purring. He seemed to love being carried. My heart instantly melted, and the papers were signed. Leon, Leon was our perfect, truly God-given gift in so many ways. He was the sweetest boy, always snuggled and slept in my left arm at night. We taught him to shake paws for treats, and we had our morning routines of Leon sitting on the side of the bed in the morning waiting for me to get up. He would greet us at the door every time we came in and sit at the bathroom floor while I had a bath. I learned that cats do that because water is frightening for them and they wanna make sure their owner is okay. I can believe it. I will never forget last year when we moved into our dream home. Leon was a little bit timid but soon cozied up to our new house. A few months later, we were startled to discover that we had an army of mice living in our attic who were scratching and scurrying throughout the night right above our bed. I can't describe how distressing it was having mice in our home. Nighttime became so incredibly stressful. I remember one night I was in tears and stressed out of my mind and losing sleep again, but I would grab Leon and he would snuggle up to me and would get me through the nights. I never feared mice getting into the main part of the house because I knew he would take care of it. It was like he was saying, it's okay, Mom, I've got you. I honestly think Leon was the only thing that kept me sane during that crazy time. That was seven months ago. Thankfully, the mice are gone, but now Leon is also gone. For the past few months, he had become a picky eater. I would try to buy new food for him, and he would eat for a while, but then he would reject his food, So it was off to the pet store to try something new. In January, I took him to see our vet. He checked out fine and after Googling, I just concluded the cat can be picky and that was just his personality in old age. But gradually, over several months, he became more and more picky to where he was hardly eating. He stopped, started coughing and wheezing and was sleeping a lot. He wouldn't come to bed with me anymore and would even turn down his morning treats. Another trip to the vet showed that he had lost five pounds and that he had a mass or fluid in his entire chest cavity and that it was crowding his heart and his lungs. His breathing was labored and it became obvious that Leon was in a tremendous amount of pain. Our vet was very honest that his heart was already affected by whatever was going on and to go down the rabbit hole of surgeries and other procedures would almost certainly be a lost cause and thousands of dollars. Somehow I knew he was right. He just wasn't the same cat anymore. After receiving the news, I called my husband in heaving sobs and told him that Leon was suffering and he needed to be put down. He was crushed and so shocked. We both thought that perhaps Leon was just needed some medication to stimulate his appetite and that we would still have a few more years with him. To learn that this was the end, so suddenly, was so painful. I still second guess myself and wonder when it got bad and why we didn't see the signs earlier. I wish I'd done more or just knew that something bad was happening in his chest. But I also knew that guilt is a normal part of grief. So after the appointment, I decided to bring my boy home and waited until my kids got home from school to tell them that Leon was very sick and would not make it. My kids' reaction was heartbreaking they were 11 and 12 and don't remember life without him this was the only pet they knew and they loved him dearly we all sat on the couch with Leon in between us and we all cried together we prayed together and thanked the Lord for this precious gift and reminded each other that God gives good gifts he sure picked the perfect one for us that night we drove Leon back to the vet. we each said our goodbyes to him and I held my broken kids in the parking lot, watching as my husband carried Leon in. There's just no words for this kind of grief. It's been three days and the house feels empty. I miss our routines. I miss him at bedtime, in the morning, all throughout the night. I'm thankful for the time we had with him, but I still wish we had longer. I know that eventually we will heal, but today it just helps to write out this story. I wish everyone knew because he was exceptional. I wish everyone knew him because he was exceptional, perhaps a one-in-a-lifetime pet, who knows. Maybe one day we will, together as a family, begin praying again for God to lead us to the next perfect cat. But today we just grieve and remember him. Thank you for reading, sorry this was so long, Amanda. And, and yes. I, I just want to apologize because we are having audio problems today. And so if you hear weird noises, we apologize for that. We will make sure that we have our technology in a better place next time. But um, there's so much here yeah, important. And the first is the extraordinary care with which they chose their animal companion, that they knew that they had small children. They had to have a cat who was really calm, who wasn't going to fly off the handle. And I really like that they went and they met Leon and then they went home and back and they thought about it more and they Mm -hmm. came back to see if he behaved the same way toward them that next day. And it's very, very smart the way they manage their adoption. So I emphasize that.
1: Well, also, I mean, they, 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 I think their faith has had so much to do with how they picked Leon, yep. how they loved Leon, you know, how they they went through that end of life with him. Yes, of course. I We know that animals don't necessarily show us that they're so sick until almost the end. And of course, now, they, now that they would be saying, but why didn't I catch it? But sometimes you just can't catch it. And so, but I mean, they 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 worked with their children so wonderfully around this, you know. They all sat together with him at the end of the, of that day before they took him, you know, to be euthanized. And they, re- I think, it really helped them to be all together and to love Leon, you know, that night.
0: I, um, I, I just want. To and of him.
1: course, they miss him, and of course, they're grieving, um, and. I, it was a beautifully uh, 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 peaceful, actually, email. Even though it was so sad, right?
0: I, I do, I do think that their faith is a real cushion in all of this, and that they, they, they managed the ending of his life, including their children, yep. in a way that's really healing. And it's a model for other people because a lot of times parents are so wanting to protect our children that they shield them from realities that are simply part of life. And this family embraced the fact that Leon's life was coming to an end directly. They sat with their kids. They cried. They prayed. They... They, they included them, and it's such an important thing to do. And so we hope that they will at some point in the future. Go find,
1: find the, next, the next cat
0: <laughs> who is, who that fits is the, the criteria, cat. and they
1: found that cat.
0: <laughs> and I, I loved, we used Amanda's words in the title yeah. for the title, The Perfect Cat for Us. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it was just so beautiful. It's such beautiful language. So that's, right. that's right. We thank both Amanda and Tara very yes, much.
1: Thank you very for much
0: for sharing their stories. And we know that other people will find them helpful. Yes. And I think they that these were the perfect cats, actually, for both families. It sounds like that's right. We'll talk. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
1: Yes, with with better audio.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. And don't forget, if you find this program helpful, please do consider subscribing on YouTube because that'll help other people to find it more readily.
1: Yeah, please do. Take care.